from deep inside your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's carnival time in New Orleans, and it's a day after Valentine's Day. Uh, Because of those two events, this program was recorded the day of Valentine's Day. So there'll be a little bit about love on this program, but of course, because it's pre-recorded, it has curdled a bit in the last few hours, just like love itself. And now, we are not number one. The United States has fallen to 49th in a world rating of press freedom, freedom of the press, that vaunted First Amendment thang under the incumbent president. The United States has continued to fall in the annual ranking of global press freedom, three places to 49th from its already low 46th place, rated by Reporters Without Borders World Press Freedom Index. These are... You know, it's a special interest group. It's reporters who want freedom. The index shows the United States is now ranked behind Malta, Niger, and Burkina Faso, ladies and gentlemen. Burkina Faso, ladies and gentlemen. President Obama has been called by leading reporters one of the most anti-media administrations in a generation. His administration has. The top 15 countries, in case you're interested, where you'd like to practice journalism freely. Finland. Finland... You notice how Finland is at the top of so many of these international rankings? And yet it's cold. So, Norway, ditto. Denmark, ditto. Netherlands, kind of ditto. Sweden, ditto, ditto, ditto. Maybe, maybe you have to be cold to be free. New Zealand, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, Canada. There you go again with the cold and the thing. Jamaica, on the other hand, Jamaica. I'll stop repeating them now. Estonia. No, I won't. Estonia, Ireland, Germany, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, and Belgium. Now, Belgium has its own problems, of course, but lack of press, press, press freedom, or press freedom as we call it in this country, is, doesn't seem to be one of them. Yes, stand tall, America. We're not number one. Celebrating love. This is Le- Hello, welcome to the show.
From New Orleans, Louisiana, happy Mardi Gras, everybody. I'm Harry Shearer, welcoming you to this edition of the show. And now, news of the godly. William Morris Endeavor, one of the largest talent agencies on the planet, Earth, uh, is uh, setting another uh, landmark for agents and for Hollywood in general. The agency has signed a global megachurch. To its client roster, Hillsong. WME, as it's known, is already home to celebrity pastors T.D. Jakes and Joel Osteen. Hillsong marks the first known instance of a major agency working on behalf of a church itself. The massive media-savvy Hillsong is an ideal brand for capturing the faith-based market. The Pentecostal Church, which draws nearly 100,000 attendees to its rock concert-like services in 11 countries around the world each week, is a favorite among young celebrity churchgoers. Justin Bieber has tweeted that he broke down after hearing a sermon at Hillsong's New York City location. Vanessa Hudgens has sung on... I, all right. I don't even know who... Anyway, that's about me. That's not about you or it. Founded in Australia in 1983 by married pastors Brian and Bobby Houston. Not, you know, related to the Bobby and the Houston you're thinking of. Hillsong gained popularity through its pop-style worship music. Who would have thunk it? I thought that was devil music. Until it wasn't. It has sold more than 12 million records worldwide, and its original compositions are mainstays in contemporary-style churches around the world. Hillsong's annual conferences draw more than 20,000 attendees to hear a variety of Christian speakers and musical guests. You think they'd show up just for the speakers? I don't think so. WME, William Morris Endeavor, getting bigger all the time, will help the church, which has more than 10 million social media followers and 9 million annual visitors to its website, website help the church expand the TV viewership of more than 10 million globally in the U.S. Sorry, 10 million globally in the U.S. services can be viewed on multiple cable channels. 
ask your cable provider why they're putting this on your... The agency also will work to find film and digital opportunities. Warner Brothers had been set to release Let Hope Rise, a documentary about the worship band of the church in April, but distribution talks fell through in January. Maybe this is why they made this move, you think? To try to get a distributor for their thing? News of the godly ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know, they tried praying for a couple weeks, and then they thought, let's get an agent. News of the godly, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Now news of the warm, won't you? I guess we can, although we don't know what necessarily what it's saying. Sea ice, yes, we do. Sea ice increases in Antarctica do not make up for the accelerated loss of Arctic sea ice of the last decades, according to NASA. As a whole, the planet had the planet Earth. You've heard of it? Has been shedding sea ice at an average annual rate of thirteen thousand five hundred square miles. Since 1979, the equivalent of losing an area of sea ice larger than the state of Maryland every year. And I like Maryland. But the, even though Antarctic sea ice reached a new record maximum this past September, global sea ice is still decreasing, says the author of the study and climate scientist at NASA. That's because decreases in Arctic sea ice far exceed the increases in Antarctic sea ice. Can't you two poles get together and work it out? What's, why, do you, why are you bothering the rest of us? And during the second half of the 21st century, the U.S. Southwest and Great Plains will face persistent drought worse than anything seen in times ancient or modern, with the drying conditions, quote, driven primarily, unquote, by human-induced global warming. That's according to a new study predicting that. The research says the drying would surpass in severity any of the decades-long mega-droughts that occurred much earlier during the past thousand years, one of which has been tied by some researchers to the decline of the Anasazi in the Colorado Plateau in the late 13th century. Many studies have already predicted the Southwest could dry due to global warming. This is the first to say that such drying could exceed the worst conditions of the distant past. How you like us now? The impacts today would be devastating due to the region's much larger population and use of resources. We're the first to do this kind of quantitative comparison between the projections and the distant past. And the story is a bit bleak, says Jason Smerden, co-author and climate scientist at Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory, part of the Earth Institute at Columbia. Even when selecting for the worst mega drought dominated period, the 21st century projections make the mega droughts seem like quaint walks through the Garden of Eden, he says. By water. Because stock up, it doesn't it doesn't get stale. Just keeps just keep a few thousand gallons on hand, just in case. News of the warm, ladies and gentlemen, a copy, especially in Phoenix. News of the warm, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Where, by the way, Phoenix. Speaking of which, where the Super Bowl was a couple weeks ago, the University of Phoenix, which had its name on the stadium where the Super Bowl was played, is a university like. Dr. Phil is a doctor. And now, the Apologies of the Week. 
couple of uh, athletes apologizing this week. First is uh, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, once of the New York Yankees. He met with uh, top team executives at Yankee Stadium this week to clear the air after a two-year battle with the team and Major League Baseball over his use of performance-enhancing drugs. Rodriguez requested the meeting to smooth over sore feelings and help pave the way for his return to the team this month at spring training. Quote, Alex initiated the meeting and apologized to the organization for his actions over the past several years, read a statement issued by the team and Rodriguez's lawyer after the meeting. There was an honest and frank discussion on all the issues, said his lawyers with his name attached. He's promised to use performance harming drugs this year to make up. For no, he hasn't. And Ray Rice the former Baltimore Ravens running back who punched his fiancée in a hotel elevator a year ago, that's the most painful place to be punched, by the way, has been at the center of a swirling controversy over domestic violence ever since. He apologized this week for his behavior. Quote, to all the kids who looked up to me, I'm truly sorry for letting you down, but I hope it's helped you learn that one bad decision can turn your dream into a nightmare, Rice said in a statement published by a local newspaper. There's no excuse for domestic violence, he said, and I apologize for the horrible mistake I made. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me, and I hope to make a positive difference in people's lives by raising awareness of this issue, unquote. A football player getting violent? How does that happen? The statement came about a year to the day after he punched Janae Palmer, whom he has since married, in an elevator in an Atlantic City hotel, which has since gone bankrupt. Uh, maybe not. After the charges against him were dropped in favor of court-supervised counseling, the NFL suspended him for two games, leading to criticism from some who considered the punishment too lenient. Then, after graphic video from the altercation inside the elevator was published, the league suspended Rice indefinitely. This led to more embarrassment for the NFL and questions about whether Commissioner Roger Goodell had seen the video before suspending Rice the first time. Rice's apology to the Baltimore Ravens and their fans could be a prelude to his trying to return to the NFL or to the Yankees. Tim Hortons, the uh, Canadian donut and coffee chain, which has since absorbed Burger King, has apologized after the owner of a Vancouver location was seen dumping a bucket of water on a homeless man sleeping outside. On behalf of Tim Hortons, we sincerely apologize, said Michelle Robichaud, manager of public relations. The regretful actions in a moment of frustration at one of our Vancouver locations, not at all reflective of our brand and restaurant owner values. Robichaud said the owner is committed to personally apologizing and making amends with the individual. He plans to pour hot coffee on him. To make no not true. Dateline Salem, Oregon, John Kitzhaber, or Hiber, Haber, Kitzhaber, resigned as governor of Oregon in the wake of an ethics scandal involving himself and his fiancée, Sylvia Hayes. I apologize to all those people who gave of their faith, time, energy, and resources to elect me in a fourth term last year, he said. But uh, feds are now investigating him, so he has to skedaddle. The British tabloid, the Daily Mirror, has published its open apology to the victims of phone hacking its first and said it has tripled its fund to deal with the fallout from the scandal to 18 and a half million the paper and its parent company apologized to quote all the victims of phone hacking and said voicemails on certain people's phones were unlawfully ac accessed some years ago the first time the company has printed a public apology for hacking in one of its papers it took up a third of page two which is better than a half of page three the uh, parent company did not rule out further allegations or, ch or claims of hacking and their possible financial impact. Apologies said information from phone hacking was used in papers in what the company described as an unacceptable intrusion 
into private lives. It was unlawful and should never have happened and fell far below the standards our readers expect and deserve. Unquote. The readers of a tabloid in Britain? Really? You think? Quote, we are taking this opportunity to give every victim a sincere apology for what happened. Practice has long been banished from Trinity Mirror's business. We're committed to ensuring it will not happen again, unquote. No such apology from Rupert Murdoch's tabloid, although he did shut it down, so I don't know if they're in a position to apologize. It was big news this week, uh, earlier this week, when Jeb Bush hired Santa Monica technologist Ethan Zahor, a co-founder of Hipster.com, to be the chief technology officer of the prospective Republican presidential candidate's political action committee right to rise and it was news the next day when sites on Huff, like huffington post began reporting that the tech czar had made racially insensitive posts about blacks in the past buzzfeed reported how zahor was deleting tweets or detweeting leets that referred to women as sluts and showed a certain personal sensitivity about gay men looking at him it was news then two days later when zahor resigned from team bush I only hope that my recent news won't dissuade future techies from entering politics, regardless of political affiliations. I apologize in advance to whoever fills my position. I deleted some old jokes I made years ago that I no longer find funny or appropriate. Tweeted Zahor. And Dominique Strauss-Kahn, the former head of the International Monetary Fund, Fund, this week apologized if he hurt a former sex worker during an orgy. He insisted he had no idea the women at the parties he's accused of helping to organize were being paid to attend, giving evidence for a second day at his trial in France on charges of aggravated pimping. Hear that, Snoop? The former head of the IMF said he assumed the women at the parties were there by choice, adding it can be difficult to know if women are really enjoying themselves. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Frenchman. Oh, come on. His admission followed evidence from a former prostitute known as Jade, who said Strauss-Kahn performed anal sex on her without permission, which she said was a sign that he must have known she was being paid to be there. Uh, related material coming up uh, on two aspects of that apology, but those are the apologies of the week, ladies and gentlemen. And now, news of a bad bank. Bad bank. The head of HSBC's private bank, you know where the wealthy people go, has said that past practices may have allowed some clients to dodge taxes. Well, those are, that's unacceptable. The company is facing pressure on both sides of the Atlantic over its conduct. HSBC this week admitted failings in compliance and controls in its Swiss private bank, facing investigation by both U.S. and British authorities. After media reports said it helped wealthy customers conceal millions of dollars in assets in the period before 2007, adding to HSBC's discomfort. The British business secretary questioned how quickly its Swiss business stopped such practices, saying he was troubled by claims they may have continued until much more recently. HSBC has been in the spotlight after the media published allegations based on information supplied by a former employee of the bank. Details that have emerged were only the tip of the iceberg, the whistleblower Herve Falciani told a French daily newspaper. Tax authorities have had access to much more the data than the media so far, he added. The reports have renewed scrutiny on the world's second biggest bank, which was fined almost $2 billion two years ago by U.S. authorities for lack control, lax controls, or lacking controls, that allowed criminals to launder money. Eh, pay a fine. 
criminals, including terrorists and smug drugglers. It was also hit with a $618 million penalty by regulators in November for alleged manipulation of currency markets. Yeah, pay a fine. Just lost a lot of people a lot of money. HSBC and Swiss-based banks have been under fire for helping clients avoid taxes for years. HSBC said past compliance measures and controls failed, but said its Swiss business had since been transformed and client accounts had been closed. The practices in the banking model of that time are no longer acceptable, says the new chief executive of HSBC's global private banking. Our clients want to know we have changed, and the past practices they read about in the papers have no place in our modern private bank. He said the staff had the bank had absolutely no appetite to do business with people who are avoiding taxes. All right, then. HSBC has been criticized as being too big and complex, having a structure that put too much power in the hands of country heads and not enough in central command. A risk is that the U.S. Department of Justice may <laughs> reopen its 2012 deferred prosecution agreement with the bank, which could stiffen penalties. Bets? I think they're taking bets at HSBC. A, uh, an analyst said the most damaging impact could be on management time and resources. Yeah, because they're not going to go to jail. We know that. Because they're just a bad bank. Look, look at what you've done. You've hit and run my heart and I. I just can't seem to think of saving myself and I. I still don't understand. Why you'd be the man for me But I can't seem to think of loving someone else And oh, oh, oh It's so mysterious Well, let's hear it Hear it for love Cause I could be home in my bed And you'd be chasing airplanes I could pretend to be dead And you'd be entertaining friends You're like a hole in my head But the world will never be the same without you No, the world will never ever be the same So look Look at what you've done What you did You lit the sky Then you closed the lid And now I'm like a dog Who's crawling on your floor And oh, oh, oh It's so mysterious well, Let's hear it Hear it for love Cause I could be home In my bed And you'd be chasing it Here's the 
places will you find love there's no planet it's a man and a woman it's heaven and it's human and there's nothing better going it's the taste of danger sex with a stranger it's the last man on earth it's a dog and a manger From New Orleans, this is Le Show. He's a superb pro and a gutsy one. That quote about Brian Williams uh, uttered publicly a week before Williams was uh, suspended without pay for six months was by Dan Rather. Uh, not a lot of other uh, folks in the news business joined Dan in making such statements. But but uh, Dan told Politico, um, I, I wasn't, I don't know the particulars, and we weren't there, in, I wasn't there with him in Iraq, but we've been in the, many of the same battlefields together competing, and uh, he's brave, he said of Brian Williams. There were, uh, NBC News investigative unit is responsible for an ongoing, continuing investigation of Stories that Williams appeared to have exaggerated, if not fabricated, including stories of his experiences during the flooding of New Orleans, centering around whether his hotel was surrounded by water, whether he saw a dead body floating in the water, whether there were armed gangs in his hotel, whether he caught dysentery, little things like that. A a, a controversy now forgotten in the wake of all this was uh, about a month ago when his daughter, Allison, appeared on NBC's revival of Peter Pan, Peter Pan Live, and had to participate in a, uh, I know it may be breakfast time for some of you, dinner time for some of you, a scene involving simulated analingus. And um, she said it was the second such scene she'd she'd had she'd done she didn't say had to do she said second such scene she'd done um it it wasn't actual i believe the term uh in use on the program was motorboating but uh it was simulated credibly apparently and uh, brian says said at the time brian williams said well you know we're we're fans she's our daughter we we like to watch her performances In any case, he is, as I say, suspended for six months without pay, replaced by Lester Holt. 
and uh, leaving him a lot of free time to go get something to eat. Ah, good evening, Mr. Williams. Uh, good evening, Charles. Is there uh, something I can help you with? Well, I was hoping that my usual table was... Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Williams. There's a birthday party for a minor league hockey player at the table tonight. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I I thought we didn't take other reservations at that table before 10. We didn't. I do. Ah, well, I'm sure there are other tables that are just as good. Uh, might we... And sadly, sir, they are just as reserved. It's a busy week, Valentine's Day and all. <laughs> sure. Well, if I may, I could suggest a seat at the bar. They have backs on them now. Mr. Rother's sitting at one. Oh, well, if they have backs on them. Uh, thank you, Charles. Yes, sir. Next thing you know, the hurricane's blowing 150 miles an hour, and the telephone pole is the only thing I... <laughs> well, Brother Williams, you look fishwife haggard and lost dog sad. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Thank you, sir. You're looking well yourself. Oh, a little bit grayer around the temples. Now it's nothing but temples. Sit down a spell. Have a drink. You know Jesse, my special bartender? Hello, Mr. Williams. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Well, Dan, I see they've got backs on them now. <clears throat> Might as well. You waiting for someone? Uh, yes, for the old Brian Williams to reappear. Mm. Uh, Grey Goose Martini, Jesse? Yes, sir. I understand. A little too much understanding going around, Dan, if you ask me. Yes, sir. And not nearly enough. So, Hoss, you've been ridden hard and put away wet. It's never a good feeling. It's not that good a look, either. Hmm. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Brother Williams, I'll tell you anything except the name of Steve Croft's other mistress. Shoot. How did you get through it? I mean... I know what you mean. Well, sir, first off, you got to keep in mind that the heart of what got me in trouble was a true story. Uh, there were documents in it that were $3 bill fake, but uh, rock bottom, there was a, there was journalistic bedrock there. When I put my head on the pillow each night... There were rocks in it. <laughs> in your case, well, sir, what they flat out can't take away from you is that you were in a rock. Weren't you? I was, and it was a fearsome thing to look down on the barrel of the RPG that... Oh, I, I know. It's harder than French verbs to let go. Here you go, sir. Ah. And I'm sorry. Uh, Jesse, I think if you check Mr. Williams' dipstick, his sympathy tank is full up now. <laughs> yes, sir. Thanks. I guess that's one thing I'm going to have to get used to. <laughs> no more free drinks? No more usual table. Oh, well, that's the first thing to go. Manhattan Mater D's are hummingbird quick and... Chicken hawk mean. No, but I meant the wave of sympathy that has seemed to follow the equally sudden wave of angry disgust. Mm. Cheers. To, uh, to your health. <sighs> you know, before I got suspended, mm -hmm. I'm sure Jesse here was bending your ear about what a disgrace I was to the journalistic profession. Oh, no such thing, Brother Williams. Jesse's been here long enough to know that network news is as similar to that profession as a huge heifer is to you Hefner. Maybe so. 
Look, Dan, I've been kind of a jerk here, so caught up in my own despair that I haven't yet bothered to thank you for being one of the few people in our profession to publicly stand up for me during all this. Oh, well, thank you, sir, but uh, one correction, please, amigo. Mm. Not one of the few, the only one. Low single digits. I don't seek uniqueness, but sometimes it's thrust upon me. Well, I appreciate it. Well, but uh, I'm sure you've had... Private messages from uh, your friends in late-night television. That's a whole other ballpark where fear doesn't seem to stalk the outfield. Maybe so, but all I've gotten is a note from Jimmy Fallon's people saying they're downsizing the Christmas party this year. I don't know, Dan. Maybe I would have been better off if I'd never gone to Iraq or to New Orleans. But, uh, you know, if I'd just stayed at the uh, anchor desk in my comfortable New York City studio and never even tried to get back to my roots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as I understand it, your roots were at the anchor desk, growing right under it. (laughs) Well, I, I did a stint as Chief White House correspondent. Oh, Brother Williams, you and I both have been there. I was lucky a big scandal was being exposed by a newspaper. I got to ride side saddle on it. Normally, it's just hectoring press secretaries in the morning and standing on the lawn at night. And I'm beginning to think I haven't run out of my need for sympathy. I'm just saying, you grew where you were planted. Nothing wrong with that. Old school scuff your shoe leather reporting isn't the way you came up, but uh, maybe it's the way you're headed. You ever think of joining me at Axis TV, formerly HDTV? Oh, I didn't know they'd changed their name. Oh, new ball game over there. Still doing hard-hitting reporting, and uh, I just interviewed Weird Al. Well, you know, I'm beginning to get the idea that this six-month suspension without pay is a whole lot like being fired. I mean, what the hell am I supposed to do for the next half year to try to earn back enough trust to uh, convince NBC to give me back the anchor chair? Unless Lester Holt is found in bed with a dead girl or a live boy. (laughs) So come on over to Axis. We've got a studio in Brooklyn. They got the budget to afford me? Oh, sir, please. Lead those stallions back to the barn. I just mean come on over to be interviewed. They don't have the budget to afford me. Well, Dan, I do appreciate the offer. And uh, if I'm in Brooklyn, I'll definitely give you a call. All right, sir. And Brother Williams, I'm no Pollyanna and gray flannel... But I do think there's a bright side to all this. Oh? I mean, after all this, NBC is very unlikely to give your daughter another acting role where she has to get her keister nobbled. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> You've brightened my night. Uh, tell Charles I'm sorry. The clouds hang low and the rains do fall. Everybody sings a little blues after all But our love rolls on The skies grow dark and the winds do blow And counting out tomorrow is at best touch and go But our love rolls on Our love rolls on You and I have a reason to try We'll make it over the hill And we survive And our love is alive Cause our love grows stronger still And it always will 
as the fates decide And even though some trouble comes along for the ride Still our love rolls on News of the Atom. Clean, safe, too cheap to meet. Safe, cheap, too cheap to meet. Cheap, safe, too safe to meet. Safe, safe, too safe to meet. Andy the Atom. Yes, sir. Guilty as charged. You're wearing one bead. It's weighing me down. I can tell. I don't know how you do that. The Arctic could become a site of future turmoil and just because of the uh, and not just because of the emerging geopolitical tension and militarization in the region beyond concerns of a frozen conflict up north. There's the additional fear that the Barents and Kara Seas could become the location of a slow motion nuclear disaster. Until 1993, the Soviet Union used the seas as a junkyard where it would dispose of its nuclear waste. What are you supposed to do? Find a safe place to bury it? Good question. According to the Bologna Foundation, citing Norwegian radiation authorities, the Soviet Union dumped 19 ships containing radioactive waste, 14 nuclear reactors, including five that still contain spent nuclear fuel, 735 other pieces of radioactively contaminated heavy machinery, and 17,000 containers of radioactive waste. Boy, it's hot under that ice. <laughs> yeah. Disposing of nuclear waste and spent reactors at sea was actually a common practice around the world until the early 1970s. That's what humans do, isn't it? Wait for somebody else to pick it up? 
You mean three-year-old humans? I mean humans. This piece from the Business Insider, the Soviet Union dumped a significant amount of material into bodies of water that were sometimes not that far from neighboring countries. Though three scuttled nuclear submarines are the most dangerous of the disposals for the overall safety of the region. K-27 is the one most likely to cause a Chernobyl-like event in which the casings of the reactors fail and dangerous amounts of radiation escape into the environment. National Geographic has previously reported that the chance of a leak from a nuclear submarine was minuscule in the near term. Reactors are shielded individual fuel rods within the reactor are then further encased in a special alloy to slow corrosion. You mean alloy? I mean alloy. This means the reactors should take centuries to uh, reactors should take centuries to leak into the ocean by which time a majority of the nuclear material would have decayed. But that assumes a level of durability that older Soviet models may not have. I like models. They mean reactors. I like reactors. Georgia Power Company said this week it is tallying up the costs of newly announced delays in its construction of twin nuclear reactors at Plant Vogel Vogel, and will submit the estimate to regulators at the end of the month. This is in Georgia. The utility disclosed to its shareholders recently the contractors need another 18 months to complete their work on top of the delays already reported. Georgia Power says its contract requires the builders to pay penalties for missing the deadline, but owner-related costs of added financing and alternative electricity generation will mount at $40 million per month. Guess who pays those? Pays those? Customers? Ratepayers? That bead is adding to your perspicacity. Thank you. At that pace, it will be three years behind schedule and by some estimates as much as $4 billion over budget. Federal regulators have issued a violation against California's Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant because its emergency plan failed for eight years to include instructions required for boats and ships within 10 miles of the seaside reactors. Heave-ho? I think they're more detailed than that. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission said in documents this week the company removed the instructions without permission in November 2005, which decreased the emergency plan's effectiveness. The NRC said there was no safety concern because the Coast Guard and local governments would have ordered adequate steps for local ocean traffic if a nuclear emergency occurred and no civil fine was issued. But their wrist hurts. And New Mexico nucle- that New Mexico nuclear waste repository carved from ancient salt beds continues to decontaminate itself of radiation with a paint and salt treatment that the Department of Energy says will protect workers from airborne radiation. It's one year since the radiation leak contaminated with plutonium and americium, the nation's only deep underground repository for defense nuclear waste, the WIPP, has been working to recover the facility, more than a third of which contains some level of contamination. This uh, cleanup plan is a process tested by Ohio, Na- sorry, by Idaho National Laboratory in the months after the leak. It involves spraying down the underground halls with layers of paint to press radiological particles into the salt floor, covering the surface with a heavy tarp known as Bratis cloth, then topping the surface with four inches of uncontaminated mined salt. The repository's walls would first be washed down onto the floor. The decontamination of the walls has already begun. Plutonium and americium is not absorbed through the skin. is most harmful when ingested or inhaled. This treatment assures the safety of workers, said um, 
the Carlsbad field office manager, Joe Franco, in a conference call with reporters. It's the first time such a process will be used to decontaminate a salt mine. First time's a charm. Really? We don't really know if that works on a large scale, says a longtime WIPP watchdog with the Southwest Research and Information Center. There's no other radiologically contaminated salt mine in the world that has been decontaminated, according to him. That's why this situation is new, unique, and unprecedented. I'm excited. Herbie's excited. Dayline, New Jersey. Federal regulators have proposed giving Oyster Creek nuclear power plant two safety reprimands, including a yellow reprimand, the most severe the plant received since the NRC started its color-coded system way back in 2000. Excellent! Owner of the plant can request a meeting with authorities, respond in writing to the findings, or accept the determination before the government finalizes its report. These violations failed to meet Oyster Creek's high standards for operational excellence. They do not represent a larger pattern of safety and reliability issues at the station, said the site communications manager in an email. The NRC proposed the yellow report because two of five valves that relieve pressure in the reactor were faulty and wouldn't function correctly if needed. Maybe they won't need them. Yeah. Deadline Chattanooga TVA's production of a key nuclear weapons component at its Watts Bar nuclear plant is expected to boost tritium levels. Hello, tritium. Within the plant, above its prescribed limits this year, even before the utility decides whether to more than double its production of the radioactive material. TVA, the Tennessee Valley Authority, insists that the elevated levels of Tritium, radiated water within the plant, presents no problems, but critics continue to object to TVA's growing production of the military material. Oh, it's a military material, tritium, you see, within a civilian nuclear plant. That's called a partnership. In a letter sent to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission and released this week, TVA says it expects its production of a bomb material for the military. Now it's a bomb material, tritium. It's in... will boost tritium levels within the reactor core above the authorized annual levels sometime later this year. But the vice president of nuclear licensing for TVA says the release will not exceed any allowable levels for releases outside of the plant or pose any threat to TVA employees. TVA extracts tritium from the nuclear core of the reactor. The National Nuclear Safety Administration part of the Department of Energy, responsible for maintaining America's nuclear weapons stockpile, proposed in its budget that TVA boost the number of ways in each fuel cycle to help replenish tritium supplies needed for nuclear warheads. Tritium has a half-life of five and a half years, meaning the substance has to be replaced on a regular basis to maintain the power of America's nuclear arsenal. Why don't they just get it from the leaks in the creeks of the other nuclear... I don't think that's going to happen. It's too logical. Clean, safe, cheap, too logical to meter. Our friend the Adam. You know, love, ladies and gentlemen, has, I hear, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of hurdles to overcome sometimes, sometimes just some speed bumps. This is, as they say in the movies, based on a true event. Was it the grog or the beauty of Prague That set off the blaze in your eyes When we walked in the square by the derelict fair 
Did we dream of the ultimate prize? On the bridge we would stroll By a whistle or a troll And ignore the hooligans' call But there's no forgetting My heart pirouetting The night we met in Smetana Hall A castle so fine In a sinuous line Like a wedding cake Without end Spires and cafes Made a delicious maze As down each new street We would wend By day or by night Each stunning new sight Was a trip to an elegant ball The sun's lazy setting Put an end to all fretting The night we met in Smetana Mozart's retreat In the now Wilton heat We hid by the tree-shaded wall And we started regretting Our guidebook's lack of vetting The symphony was closed till the fall So on the steps, sadly sweating Just a dream silhouetting The night we met him Only in our minds retina Today, 
Tomorrow, who knows? I'll threaten to leave, and you beg me to go. We twist and we turn. We struggle with fate. Or the more that we love, darling. Deeper that we can hate. It's a funny old game. This thing we call love, no one explains. It has two faces, like the sun and the rain. Love has two faces. News of secrets, ladies and gentlemen. Samsung says it's investigating why some of its smart TVs are adding commercials to television programs and films. Played via third-party applications, owners have complained of a silent ad for Pepsi interrupting playback several times an hour. A spokeswoman for Samsung says it's only aware of the glitch affecting customers in Australia at this time. The fault comes days after the company faced controversy over the way its TVs made use of voice recordings. That is to say, there's a microphone in their smart TV that hears what you say in the living room or wherever the TV is and sometimes relays it to third parties, advertisers, other folks. We're aware of a situation that has caused some smart TV users in Australia to experience program interruption in the form of an advertisement that seems to be caused by an error. We're currently conducting a full and thorough investigation into the cause as our top priority. Users of at least two smart TV apps have complained about the issue. This, uh, according, That was a, a, a Samsung statement. Some users had been able to stop the ads appearing by rejecting a Yahoo privacy policy in the affected TV set settings. Please be aware that if your spoken words include personal or other sensitive information, that information will be among the data captured and transmitted to a third party through your use of voice recognition, says the Samsung privacy policy. Your TV has a privacy policy now. That's how smart it is. You know, they used to call the TV the idiot box, so I guess a smart TV is an idiot savant.
ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this week's edition of Le Show, written and produced and performed by yours truly, Harry Shearer. The program returns next week at the same time over these same stations, over NPR worldwide throughout Europe, the use and 440 cable system in Japan, around the world through the facilities of the American Forces Network, up and down the east coast of North America, or the north coast of East America, via the shortwave giant WBCQ, the planet, on the mighty 104 in Berlin, around the world by the internet at two different locations, live and archived, whenever you want it, harryshearer.com and kcsn.org. Available for your smartphone through Stitcher.com. Available as a free podcast from WWNO.org, Sideshow Network, SoundCloud, iTunes, and TuneIn.com. And it'd be just like warming up that Arctic and seeing what's buried underneath. I bet it's hot. If you do get to join the feed then, would you already? Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Typical show chapeau to the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Exile and Hawaii desks. Thanks as always to Pam Halstead and to Jenny Lawson at WWNO New Orleans. And uh, I'm on the Twitter at the Harry Shearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans flagship station for the Change is Easy Radio Network. It may be just another Tuesday to you, but to us it's Mardi Gras. So long from New Orleans.